When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Welcome to the show. Do you know what today is? April 22nd, we celebrate Earth Day. Hey, always recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle. We recycle everything. Y'all recycle. Earth Day. Time to focus on things everyone can do to help the planet. Happy Earth Day, everyone. Happy Earth Day. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Well, well, well. I don't happy, know. I just, I just wanted to start it like that. I don't know. <laughs> happy Earth Day, everybody. Welcome to a podcast where I have a feeling Kat's going to go off well, for a change. Well, but, well, happy Earth Day, everybody. <laughs> y- you know, I think it's funny how quickly the tide is turning, Kat. Uh, we'll uh, just call out our prime minister for a second here um, because... The world is catching on to what a scam this fucking guy is. They're really starting to catch on. You've got CNN calling him out. And now uh, former president of Ireland, Mary Robinson, came out with a statement yesterday. She says there seems to be a perception that Canada has accomplished way more on fighting climate change than it actually has. She says Canada is the only G7 country where greenhouse gas emissions have actually increased since signing on to the Paris Climate Accord. Robinson and others say they want to see Prime Minister Trudeau step up to his commitment and cut emissions during the two-day climate summit that opens today. Yeah, I mean, I think we all would. It's pretty well inexcusable at this point, really. I mean, how long ago was the Paris Climate Accord signed in and ours have actually gone up, whereas everybody else's have gone down? The right. fuck is going on here? Right. Um, <laughs> What the fuck is going on here? You can, by the way, ask that question about just about anything right now. What the fuck, yeah, what is, the going fuck on is going on here? Nothing uh, makes sense. It doesn't. So I think what we'll do is we're going to tackle a couple of different stories before we get to uh, all the other shit that's happening with COVID. And by then we might have a better idea of what Doug Ford is announcing. As we record, it's now about 935 and Doug Ford is expected to do his first remote from home news conference and we'll see how that goes because so far doug's done everything in person Mm -hmm. not exactly a work from home aficionado Mm -hmm. so we'll see how the technology (laughs) works out for this news conference yeah that could be fun like that part i'm good with that's fun uh yeah a lot of people keeping their eyes on that um and and, uh, keeping their eyes on a lot of things right now trudeau let me just let me just make this perfectly clear i was one of those people that thought trudeau's not that bad Chill out. Now, this was in 2019. Okay. Keep in mind, this is 2019 cat. Like, why are people hating on this guy so much? It's fine. And then 2020 rolled around. I was like, all right, it's cool. It's fine. We're doing the He's doing the best he can. Everything's good. And I felt that way about Mr. Ford there too. And oh, guys, it's all right. Fine. Wave three. I, I, I do not have the same. I do not have the same views anymore on these people. Cause what the actual fuck is going on here? Can we talk about these flights coming in from India? I promise you we will. Just let me do a couple of quick stories to to distance oh, ourselves a little bit. Fine. A couple, it's I'll coming up. Go, I wait, swear to God. On, let me pour a glass of Glengo fuck yourself so I can hold on a little bit longer. <laughs> All right. Glengo fuck yourself. Well, well, I do a couple of different stories here. First off, 
I like this. Um, for every, I think everybody, in order to get to the level you're at right now where you're old enough to listen to this podcast, has had to do a school science project. I, I think this is brilliant. It's a little kid named Caden, and he lives in Tennessee. And his sixth grade science project addressed something that maybe you yourselves are wondering. When my cat walks around the house with its asshole up in the air, does it actually touch shit with that asshole? Like, <laughs> is it coming into contact with things that I come into contact with? Right. So the kid set up this great little experiment and he wanted to know what a cat's butthole, quote unquote, touches. <laughs> and I the love res- this. <laughs> Me too. It's adorable and practical at the same time. So what Caden concluded and, and what he did was he used a non-toxic, environmentally friendly lipstick and he put it on his cat's asshole. And he wanted to see <laughs> if lipstick showed up around the house because then he'd know the cat's dragging its ass <laughs> all across different shit in the house. He figured out cats that have long and medium hair did not make any contact with hard or soft surfaces. However, cats with short hair did not make contact with hard surfaces, but there were smears of lipstick on soft surfaces. So in a nutshell, guys, if you have a short-haired cat, which I think most domestic house cats are, it's rubbing its asshole on your bed, on your furniture, on your pillow, and more. So when you woke up this morning, if you have a cat, chances are you are laying in a cat's asshole. There you go. How does that make you okay. feel? That's mm-hmm. a, what. Well, I mean, I don't. I personally, I don't have a cat. I mean, you have. Do you have two? You have two cats. I do have two cats. Do you? Did you ever look at their assholes flat in the air and go, "Hmm, are you rubbing your asshole on my on my stuff?" Or is this like a question, common question for cat owners? Or nope, no, nope. But okay. I'm glad I know, though. I didn't okay. even know that I needed to know that information. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, uh, that's, that's good to know. I mean, some of it seems obvious. Like if you have a longer haired cat, th- then uh, the asshole's kind of covered up a little bit. So it's not going to rub all over everything as much as a short haired cat. Is it that, right. like, I don't know. It seems kind of that simple. And same thing would go for dog owners. I mean, if you've got a Jack Russell, more likely you will probably get butthole things on your furniture. Whereas if you have a long haired dog, it's not any more fun, by the way, because cleaning up any shit mess is no good with long haired dogs, but at least you won't have asshole rub. These are things I didn't even think about, but uh, hey, good on. Is it Caden? You said Caden? Little Caden. Oh, little Caden. You're going to go far. Just uh, you're going to go far in life, my friend. Very good. There's certain things that can go a long way as to making your sex life interesting. I think we all understand that there's various things that you can try or do or put on or put on TV. There's all kinds of things you can do to make your sex life better. But researchers who've been investigating this for a very long time found that there's one thing in particular that will make your sex life better, gentlemen. A well-rested woman. Women who are rested and not tired are rated far better in bed than women who are tired and working all the time or taking care of the kids and all that sort of shit. So basically, if you want to have some good fun time, tell her to take a nap first. Yeah. Give her a give her a little break. That's it. Kate, this is a great this is a great point that you're that you're bringing across to everybody right now, because in some cases you have. And I know, guys, you have hard days, long days, too. I get it. You're tired, too. Fine, whatever. But 
If you say to her, just trust me on this. If you say to her, you know, just before that long day comes to an end at some point, maybe you have kids. Let's set up a scenario where you have kids and you're trying to get meals and the kids and do everything that you got to do. But you want to fuck that night. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here you go. Stop her in her tracks. Say, you stop doing all this stuff. I got it. I got this. I want you to go read your your book. Don't tell her your intentions. Don't tell her you want to fuck. Let me make this perfectly clear here because you'll get yours. Don't worry about it. Just say, I think you just deserve a break. You know what? I got this. I'm going to feed the kids or I'm going to help them with their homework or whatever the fuck's going on in your life if you have kids. And even if you don't, hey, I know you had a long, hard day. I know your Zoom meeting went terrible. Uh, I know there was a drama with your sister. You know what? I want you to go light a candle, have a bath, sleep a little bit, whatever you need to do. I'm going to clean up around the house. I'm going to do, trust me, you will get fucked. It will probably happen. Probably likely. And if not, that's kind of weird. But I'm telling you, there's, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I know I'm right. I'm reading it right from yeah. the medical journal here. But thank you. For, <laughs> do you give her enough rest is my question. Uh, it's interesting, though. So only from the perspective of guys to, to, to girls. Is that all this study really focuses on here? Guys could have been up for 36 hours and they would stick their dick in a tree would. if it winked I, in them the right way. I, know I mean, they would. I know it's not this. hard. But you know what, though? I mean, that is a pressure on women to deal with all of the daily things. And there are certain expectations that fall more on women than on men. And I totally understand that. That way, That's why it makes sense that if a woman is well rested, she's more interested in doing the activities he wants her to be interested yes. in doing. That makes perfect sense. But it's the irony here strikes me a little bit. You've got women who apparently need more rest, more sleep, more relaxation before they go in and start the dirty shit. And then you get guys who are bombarded with messages in the media, namely from Ariana fucking Grande, who keeps going on about, can you stay up all night? Like, why is it we have to stay up all night, but she needs a good night's sleep? Like, fuck off. There's a lot of pressure on people here. Maybe we should just take some of the pressure off and everybody just relax and have a good time. And then we can all fuck all night. Is there anything to that? Yeah, let's have a national, like, at least one day a year where everybody gets to do fuck all all day and then they can fuck all night. The thought of staying up all night. It, to some people, is laughable because they're yes. so busy and have so many tasks that if you even suggest it to your partner, I bet you, why don't we try pulling an all-nighter and just fucking all night long? They're going to look at you and say, fuck right off. That's not yeah. happening. You're going to get That's seven minutes. You're going to get uh-huh. seven minutes of my best shit. But after that, there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to handle it. So maybe we should propose a day of rest in order to have sex all night. But that said, who needs to have sex at night? Like, you can have sex anytime. Like, whatever works anytime. for you. Morning, yeah. noon, night, whenever you're available, just do it. And finally, before we get to the uh, disaster that is COVID-19 in Canada, uh, one more thing. Stouffer's. Leader in the frozen food section at your favorite grocery store. Has in in I don't want to say they invented it, but maybe they did invent it. They're coming out with a for a limited time only food mashup. What they're doing is they're going to take the base layer of a lasagna. Lasagna is delicious, by the way. You get your pasta and then you get some cheese and some sauce, a little more pasta. And then instead of continuing on with layering that lasagna in the middle Mac and cheese. 
Then it carries on like a lasagna. They're mashing up mac and cheese and lasagna together. So you get two different kinds of pasta, many different kinds of cheese, all in one meal. Does that sound great or does that sound mm. gross? No, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the gross. I don't think there's certain foods that are fine on their own. I don't understand why we need to mash them up. We're mashing up condiments and we're mashing up perfectly fine meals as is. I don't, I don't. I don't think this is actually going to be popular. I think people might buy this as a joke, and certainly people will try it. Um, if it appeals to you, okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, not for me. I'm kind of curious, but uh, lasagna is one of those things. I, I, I liken lasagna to an oil change. And I know that's going to sound ridiculous, but there's certain things in life that it's cheaper and easier to just let a fucking professional do it. Sure. I could change my own oil. I know how to do it. But why would I do that when it's 50 bucks and I can get a pro to do it and they've got all the tools and the hoists and stuff like that? Rather than me trying to jack up the fucking car, worry about it rolling over on me and buying all the shit and putting it in and making sure you did it right. It's just not worth it, especially when you add up the cost of it all. Just let a professional change your oil. Same thing for an oil change. Sure, you could, sorry, same thing for a lasagna. You could make your own lasagna, but it's a pain in the ass. Some of the frozen ones have come a long way. It's not a bad idea. The only time I want homemade lasagna is when it's my girlfriend's mother making it. That's the only time. Mm -hmm. It's a pain in the ass if I have to do it. Now, in this case, here's what you could do. If you want to be like the picture of fucking lazy, go ahead and buy yourself a frozen lasagna. You're going to let it thaw. You're going to take that top layer off, put some mac and cheese in, then put the top layer back on, then you bake it. It's easier. Do it that way. What do you think? We're such fat fucks. Like, what oh, is I know. this? This I is know. disgusting. Like, come on. Yeah. My brain probably thinks about my gut and thinks, you're fucking gross. I can't believe we share a body. <laughs> That that's a thing. It just, I don't know. Hey, smoke another joint, asshole. (laughs) Exactly. And look, I know we have limited things to make us happy. And if food is one of those things and this mashup sounds good, again, I'm not even going to judge. But also in the back of my mind, I'm judging us as a society, just generally, overall, as a society, we are fucking, we're just gluttonous, aren't we? And last but certainly not least, um, I don't know if people have noticed this, but there is now a new hug emoji. For years, we've been stuck with that ugly fucking smiley face with the hands sticking out the side. And that was supposed to be a hug, even though it looks more like the the ending number at a musical. It looks like jazz hands. It's stupid. That doesn't that to me doesn't say hug. But now if you're typing a text message and you type in hug and it recommends emojis you could use instead of that word, it recommends two people actually embracing. I'm happy we've made progress in this area. It's a total first world problem. The hug emoji doesn't look enough like a hug. (laughs) But the reason I bring this up is because they just asked people and 86% say now is the time. 2021 is the year. Let's get rid of all the fucking innuendo and let's just have a sex emoji. Mm -hmm. An emoji that says what's on your mind. I'm trying to figure out what it looked like. would look like. Could it be like a bed with two people in it? Could that work as a sex emoji? I, I mean, people would use it as a sex. There's lots of emojis you can use anyway. I'm going to be, and this might surprise some people, but I'm going to say I don't, I, don't, I don't care for one. 
I don't care for You don't one. want a sex emoji. You no. like the innuendo then, I guess. Yeah, like, you know what? There's a fucking million different emojis that you can use to say, I'd like to fuck or talking about it or whatever. You don't need a Kama Sutra-esque emoji. It's not needed. And not to mention, and I will do this because I know some people will do it too. I'm going to throw my parenting hat on of little people and say, uh, so we're just going to let that open for, for the kids to use. And don't get me wrong. I understand they could use an eggplant and a peach and a tongue and a squirt as much as the next person could if they really wanted to. And, I'm, and they do. But why do we need to have a sex emoji when everybody's using it? It's, it's not going to fly. They're not going to have one. Maybe like... A, a love one that, that makes it look like two people are intimate, but they're not going to full out have a sex emoji. It, it just won't happen. And why? Lots we of, don't need it. There's lots of ways they could do it. I mean, you could have like two people in a bed and that would be sex. You could have one person, I don't know, with like their knee up on the fucking counter and another person behind them. You know, there's lots of different... <laughs> There's lots of different ways we could do this. You want like a straight up doggy style one? Is that what you want? You there we go. Like fucking one yes. railing someone from behind? Yes. A little hair pulling emoji? <laughs> yes. Maybe an emoji for a little tap on the head? Huh? Tap, tap. <laughs> Where do we draw the line? If we actually create a sex emoji, then people are going to be like, well, why the fuck is there no 69 emoji? Right. Why don't you have one of those? Right. Well, I mean, we can get real creative if you want, but at the Look. end of the day, eh, I don't know Look. that it's necessary. If you um, are in that sexting relationship with whoever it is, and maybe it's a lovely uh, couple relationship, maybe it's someone you're trying to hook up with, whatever it is, as long as it's consensual, I'm, I'm cool with it all. You send those sex emojis, but why don't you just send what you want to send? And, and it doesn't have to be a picture of yourself, but there's lots of other things that you can use on the internet. There's, there are photos, videos, and gifts of all that kind of shit. If you really care about putting the detail in, you're railing them from behind, you can find that. It's easy. Or draw a little stick figure on your phone. There's great little apps you can use. Draw whatever the, the fuck you want and send it to them. Oh, it's creative. It's lovely. I totally agree with you, Kat. I totally agree. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Justin. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong well, with you? <laughs> you know, though, it, it's not all Justin here. No. I mean, let's go back to the original, the OG, Dr. Teresa Tam, who has not changed her position on this at all. While the rest of the world has learned about COVID-19 and watched all these variants invade our country, Dr. Teresa Tam has been steadfast in her position. Closing borders won't stop the spread. Not allowing people from other countries into our country is racist and it doesn't get rid of the spread. She hasn't changed her position, and here we are with now that new double mutation that's circulating over in India has now arrived in Canada. Confirmed case yesterday in Quebec. And the question a lot of people are wondering is, why are we still allowing flights from hotspots to land in Toronto? I don't get it. It, it. it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, India reporting a global record. 
314,000 new cases. The total since the pandemic began at 15.9 million. K fine, whatever. Why the fuck are there still flights from India coming in? I'll tell you. I mean, I'll tell you the reasons why, likely. And I, I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe it. But this is political, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it's very You don't want to piss off a certain population that might vote for you. That is so fucking wrong. It is insane. You are killing people with this decision. Killing people. Can you think of a single good reason other than political reasons that they haven't stopped the flights? And and before you answer that, let me just point out, they did announce some. They blocked flights from the Sun Destinations, from the Caribbean. Those... Uh Uh-uh, no way, sorry, we're not sending flights down, we don't want your flights coming here. They've made it pretty clear to the Caribbean nations, yeah, now's not the time. But flights from everywhere else, where there are actual variants circulating, are coming in freely, every single day. Uh, Do you want to know what today is? I can give you the list, it's pretty simple. Uh, This morning at 4.56, Air Canada flight from New Delhi. New Delhi flight on Air India landed at 8.11 this morning. Tokyo, Air Canada, landing at 4.16. Madrid, Abu Dhabi, Seoul, London, Istanbul, Taipei. All international flights landing here. Uh, Granted, some of those could be cargo. I don't have the flight numbers, but somebody did DM me yesterday to say there's a neat trick to tell. When it's got four digits in the flight number, it's a cargo flight. I didn't know that. But anyway... These are still international flights that are landing here, and some of those are passenger flights from countries that are getting, well, India in particular, which is now getting 300,000 new cases a day, and they've got the double mutation. That has found its way from there to here because they confirmed that case in Quebec. What are we going to do about this? I mean, I know Justin wants you to think that this is Doug Ford's problem. He has done everything he can to put this on Ford because he doesn't want any of it. Justin doesn't want any of this. He doesn't want to be blamed for it. He doesn't want any of it unless it's praise to say thank you for the serb. But now it's kind of hard to see when we know these variants are coming in how that's Doug Ford's problem. That's purely federal. Federal controls the airspace and the air airlines and the airports. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's only one finger to point here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, you're not wrong unless I'm missing something. And I, uh, I mean, it should have been done a long time ago. I, you look at all the successful countries and they've done they've done exactly what they had to do. I don't I, I, I don't know. I'm at a loss at this point. Like, I'm just I, my mind is blown that the shit is that the shit's happening. We see how many variants there are out there. And then you sit there and try to throw money at it. Oh, don't, but don't worry, but we're going to help you with this. No, you're not doing what actually fucking matters. What will actually make a difference? You're not doing it. You're not going to the root of the cause. You're not. You're trying to put a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. Yeah, Is prick. there any... Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's totally All fine. Them, by I the way, you. listen, and I've made it clear before. I'm not, I don't even stand for one or the other. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I liberals, conservatives. No, I go by people, by feeling. That's just how I tend to vote. And both of these fucking leaders that we have in the province and in, the, in our entire country are just have been nothing but disappointing to me, especially in this third wave. Um, the conservatives here in Ontario are putting a good spin, I think, on this sick paid thing because they resisted putting a provincial program in place 
for a long time. I think everybody knows it. Yesterday, they clarified why they did that. They said they were under the impression that the federal budget would enhance sick leave pay. And let's be clear, um, that is a federal responsibility. So when it wasn't there, they're saying now that's why now they're putting in a provincial sick leave pay structure that will get people paid quickly. And that's the main goal is you want to get people to have the money in their pocket because they can't afford to wait for some mysterious check from the federal government. So I guess the province can deliver it faster. So that's what they're announcing today. Great. They're also saying that um, the third wave is different from the first wave and it's more essential than ever. Is that good enough to justify why they didn't do it sooner? Will people accept that, do you think? Or are we just, is that just a Band-Aid on a bullet hole? Again, I, I, I tend to think it's a Band-Aid solution. I don't think that the same support that was there for him will continue to be here based on this. I don't think a lot of people will buy into it. I'm seeing a lot of people losing confidence in in all of the leaders, really, most of the leaders. I, I, I'm seeing a lot more leadership actually coming from the municipalities than I am uh, across the provinces and especially in Canada. It's, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's it's done for me. I had I was hanging on by a thread for a while there on both on both our provincial and our our federal leader. But I I don't know. I I think I'm done. Yesterday, U.S. President Joe Biden hinted that they are going to send a surplus of AstraZeneca vaccines to Canada. They said they're going to help out a lot of different areas, but Canada is definitely going to be one of them. This is the AstraZeneca vaccine that they have a lot of in excess in America, not just because they're doing so well at vaccinating, but also because the CDC hasn't approved AstraZeneca in America. Should that be a red flag to us at all? The fact that we're popping these AstraZeneca's like crazy 40 plus is going nuts, getting vaccinated. It's great to see. But this is a vaccine that is approved for 18 plus in Canada. Then we have NACI, the immunization council, who still hasn't weighed in on the provinces, lowering it to age 40 because their last guidance was it should only be given to 55 plus And it's not approved in America. Right. Well, there's a couple of ways that you can look at this, though, Scott. Yes, it is true. It is still banned there in the USA. And for some people that might ring an alarm here uh, north of the border. However, keep in mind, they have a fuck ton of other vaccines. They have a lot of Moderna. They have ample amounts of Pfizer. So it's not like they would need this to put this through for emergency use like we would do right now because they don't need it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I think when it comes to, I think it's 60 plus in America, four out of five Americans are vaccinated now. Four out of five. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's 65 plus, four out of five. Yeah. It's insane how good they're doing. I mean, insane in a good way. I I have to give Joe Biden credit and I have to, and I'm going to make this clear. I have to give Donald Trump credit because indirectly Donald Trump is helping Canada right now. And Joe Biden certainly is as well. Listen, the Americans under Trump pushed real, real, real hard to get the vaccinations going. They they went through the approval processes. They cut a couple of corners here and there. But generally speaking, it was leadership that got companies like Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson mm-hmm. getting a vaccine out in less than a year. Did you that was good leadership? And now the U.S. has got so many of them that they're in a position to help us. I think it's amazing. Do you want to hear a little bit of Doug Ford who's speaking now? Yeah, yeah. Play a little bit of Doug. These decisions, they left a lot of people very concerned. 
In fact, they left a lot of people angry and upset. I know we got it wrong. I know we made a mistake. And for that, I'm sorry, and I sincerely apologize. Hmm. Because as Premier, as I said right from the beginning, the buck stops with me. Again, I'm sorry, and I apologize to each and every one of you. I'm sure that you may have noticed that I'm speaking to you today while in isolation. I experienced a workplace exposure from a member of my team who, despite their best efforts, tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this week. And I assure you, it is not lost on me that unlike many people, I'm able to isolate and continue working. For too many people right now, that's not the case. And during these unprecedented times, regardless of where you work or what you do, if you're forced to go into isolation or quarantine, your job should be safe. That's why Ontario was the first province to introduce legislation to have job protective leave for COVID. But it isn't enough to know you can't lose your job. You also need to know you won't lose your income. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you shouldn't have to wait long for the support you need. And for months, my ministers and I have been trying to work with the federal government to fix the existing federal sick pay program. Unfortunately, Monday's federal budget didn't include the important improvements to the Canada Recovery Sickness Benefit that we needed to see. Mm -hmm. That's why we're now working on our own solution to fill those gaps for everyone in Ontario. Because I want workers to know, as I have right from the beginning, I will always have your back. And I want all of you to know that I will always try to do what's right. And that means if we get something wrong or make a mistake, we'll fix it as soon as we can, like we did this past weekend. Hmm. But I know that many people continue to be unhappy right now. And I understand that I accept the responsibility for that. Let me be clear. When it comes to protecting lives, protecting our hospitals okay. right. and our people, yeah. We can't waver. I actually wasn't expecting that. You don't hear that very often. A politician say, we got it wrong and I'm sorry. Yeah, I think he needed to, though. Scott, that was so important for a lot of people to hear, myself included. You needed to say. I was actually taken aback by it. I wasn't expecting an apology. You need to say, I done fucked up. I done. That's basically what he said. And we know we fucked up. We, we, we were we were. We were thinking that was the right thing to do, I guess. I don't know what made them think that. I, I don't understand. The, the several things that they did and all the things that they backtracked on, playgrounds being one of them and opening up this and that. So I, there might be more changes coming from it. And by the time you listen to this podcast, it's possible you know a little bit more. But that's what we know so far. Um, so for the people who are worried about taking those sick days, hopefully that helps you out. He's hoping hopefully that saves him from losing votes. Uh, we'll see. I, I was really happy to hear that... That's what I needed to hear. 
uh, is that apology and that I, I fucked up in an, in different words, of course. Well, can I just say, as someone who used to support Doug and then completely threw in the towel on him, just I, I was done. I right now am not ready to forgive because I think what he uh, announced last weekend was so egregiously stupid, reckless, irresponsible and illegal. I cannot forgive it until I see him make it right. And Doug, you have an opportunity now that you've apologized. You needed to apologize, and I'll give you full credit for apologizing. Because like I said, you don't hear an I'm sorry, we got it wrong from many politicians. So good on you for saying that. But what I will say is you have an opportunity now to make this right. And I know that the numbers are going crazy. And if you even suggest What I'm about to suggest to the doctors, they will lose their shit on you. But like many people have pointed out, it's never too late to do the right thing. Somebody asked me yesterday on Facebook, Scott, what would you do if you were the premier right now? What I would do if I were the premier is I would respect the current stay at home order. That stay at home order is in effect for another, I think it's 15 days, isn't it? Would we go to May 6th or something like that? Uh, did they not extend uh, a little bit longer? Maybe they didn't. Yeah, I think that it, it is into early May that they extended the stay-at-home order, too. So here's what I would do, folks. Folks. Oh, God. Okay, Doug, keep going. <laughs> here's what I would do. Here's what I think Doug should do if he wants to win the room back or have a shot at earning people's trust back. Tell businesses right now. Sorry, we'll get to the businesses in a sec. Anything that's closed right now that we know is extremely safe. Outdoor shit. Anything outdoors right now with some very common sense restrictions should be opened up immediately. That includes kids sports, golf courses, uh, ski hills, if you could ski right now. Anything that we know is safe should be reopened right now. When it comes to businesses, we'll sort them into categories. We're going to look at high risk, low risk. Low-risk businesses, the ones that we haven't seen any transmission from or not a substantial number of cases from. I'm talking about hair salons, nail salons, gyms, outdoor dining, all that sort of stuff. You guys are on notice that you've got until the end of this stay-at-home order, which is in early May, to make yourselves 100% safe and you can reopen. The stay-at-home order will not be extended for those. As far as all the other businesses are concerned, you too are on notice. One week after the moderate or low-risk businesses open, you'll be allowed to reopen too on this condition. If you are linked to any significant number of cases as a business, not as an industry, as a specific business, or if you're linked to an outbreak, you're shut down automatically 10 days. That gives business opportunity businesses the opportunity to reopen. It gives them time to prepare to check, double check and triple check that all of their procedures are effective at stopping spread. And it gives them a target. And we also are going to tell them you will not be shut down again under any circumstances unless you individually produce cases. And I think that that's the most responsible thing we could do. We'll reopen the schools as soon as the teachers are vaccinated. Sorry, not just teachers, all education workers. I'm including bus drivers, custodians, anybody who's got to be in close contact with those kids. They should be vaccinated before schools go back. 
But that is the Scott Fox plan to reopen Ontario. And, you know, if you suggested that to a doctor, they would lose their fucking minds to say we should reopen. But we really should. I mean, I know the variants are out of control, but it's now been two weeks, so we should start to see the numbers decline a little bit. We need to get people outside and we need, need to have some hope and get businesses reopened. So you're open until you have to close and you'll only have to close if your business produces a lot of cases, regardless of what industry you're in. Am I wrong? Nah, I'm not wrong. I'm right. Right, right. (laughs) Always right, Scott. No, I don't know. I I honestly, I'm okay with keeping things the way they are for the time being. We are seeing a little glimmer of hope for those that are looking for it in the fact that, I mean, today, apparently 3,682 new cases. So I'm not going to say we're on a decline. That's way too early to say that. But it's possible we reached a peak a few days ago, and now we're slowly going back down. And that probably has something to do with vaccines, although death rate's still not very good. Um, I think it's it's still... uh, too early and i know some things are sure like golf courses i will i will totally agree with you i i don't really see a lot of risk of transmission there and there's a couple other spots i think patios for the most part yeah in a couple of weeks like i think we should just take a look at it in a couple of weeks i'm okay with it the way it is is what i'm trying to say i'm okay with it but i don't disagree that if we do see cases that we have to you have to shut shit down because obviously whatever you're doing is a problem if something is coming from that business then something you're doing is a problem. Much like they're doing for workplaces right now. And this is newly implemented, which is stupid. It should have been in place a long time ago. But even at a factory, for example, you have more than a certain amount of cases, you're shut down for a little bit. And you'll take a hit on that. So you're going to take it more seriously. And some places just quite frankly aren't. So I am okay with things as are, as it is right now. But I'm totally good with looking re- looking at it again in a couple of weeks when we can possibly see those numbers go down i think we will and then we can take a better look and say okay we're starting to get better traction of vaccines versus variants here and we can see ourselves actually opening some things up again and on that we will say thank you for listening everybody uh, tomorrow dave blizzard will join us i think all of you please have an exceptional earth day take two seconds today and think about what more you personally can do to lower your carbon footprint. And if we all do that, we can hopefully get back on track with the carbon emissions that we promised the rest of the world we would have, but we don't have yet. We good? I think so. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll have a little fun tomorrow. Bye.